Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. I'm Via Williams. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. You know, as a business owner, we are responsible for all the things at work, right? Especially when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting out, like you you are the person. You know, what's interesting about that though is oftentimes, especially as females, we're also responsible for all the things or many of the things at home. And so not only do we keep our teams and our companies running, we as women also are keeping the household at the same time running too. And I always have this thought in my head where, you know, that like circus little show, if you will, right? And like you go to the circus and you see this guy and he like sets up all these little stands of sticks. They start spinning the plates one by one, right? And then he starts getting them all going and they're all going and he's going back and forth, spinning all the plates, spinning all the plates, spinning all the plates. Well, it's great to do that for like a minute or two minutes while he's doing his show. But many times as entrepreneurs and also busy household runners, like we're spinning the plates 24-7. Okay, Seychelle, I use this plate spinning, plate spinning analogy every day, daily. Like literally, really? it's like I feel like it's my title. I I, I, I didn't know, that, know you, that every day. I'm like, I'm a plate spinner. I'm the plate spinner. Yes, You're the plate yeah. spinner. Yeah, and like yeah. you can do that short term, just like he can successfully spin those plates short term. Put that on your bio. Back of Smith. I might do that. We need to do an episode on bios. We we've had a lot of um, I know. popular requests. I know. On, yeah. Okay. Secretary, we'll give you, a, we'll give you write that bio. down. I did. It's on our future list. So. It's on it I saw yeah, it. We'll do it. Um, so we'll we'll get that for you guys. But you know, I like it's okay to spend those plates for a couple of minutes, but the odds are that guy can't do that all day. He's gonna break some plates. And we just want to make sure that the, the plates that fall are the ones that don't matter instead of the ones that are the most important, right? Gary Keller talks all the time about, you know, like in life we have glass balls and rubber balls. And the glass balls are your family, they're your friendships, they're your health, they're your spirituality. He's talking right? about juggling and he's like, you, you can drop some balls and they're rubber, but, yes. but what he's but saying some, is like the glass balls will break. Yeah. Yeah. The glass balls will break. And so it's the same thing with the plate spinning, right? You keep all those going and eventually there's going to be, there's going to be some of them that you just can't keep spinning. So what we want to do is come up with a way that you can get more done with less time. And that means that sometimes you have to spend fewer plates. You just do in order to do that. But then you can do that 24-7 and it's not going to drive you nuts. So I'm excited for us to talk about that today. Yeah. Well, and I would ask the question, you know, we all have the same amount of time in the day, but how is that some people are more productive or they seem to get more done over time than others? Yeah. Like, what's the secret? Seriously. It it really comes down to letting go, right? Mm -hmm. And Sarah has said, as we shared before, uh, letting go can often create more opportunity for others to, to grow and thrive. So today I want to challenge the three of us right? Sarah's on vacation for this episode. And for you listeners out there to think about everything you have on your plate differently. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk today. We're going to give you tips on how you can do two to three times more with half the time. Yeah, that's right. I like that. I feel good about that. You guys have all listened to our GPS episode, I hope. If not, you can go back and listen to it. 
And so some, unless it unless it aired at a different well, time, we're gonna, we messed up the we schedule. We so. are going to make sure that it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> this does happen quite a bit. I know there's a few of you out there who are just rolling their eyes or like, They're they like, don't yeah, really have everything down. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we record yeah. these in batches, admittedly. And so we'll do like a yeah. batch recording. Like, and then we're like, later, we're like, oh, shoot, we should do that one first. We so. just gave him a glimpse anyway. behind the curtain. And it's not mm-hmm. pretty back there, people. It's what is that called pretty. in the movies when, it, they, when they make everything match up like that? The ketchup? I don't know. No, when they, no, when they make everything the, match up. Oh, they What's call it the uh, continuity director. Continuity. Continuity. Yes. continuity. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I was like, we need a continuity director. Synchronicity was not the word. Wendy, we need a lot of yes. things. Let's put that in the budget. We'll put that we in the budget. Every, we just, yeah. Wait, what's, what's a budget? A budget? Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, budget? <laughs> wait, hold on. What? Dang, you know your numbers. Dang what? it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so going back to what I was saying, hopefully you've listened to our GPS episode and we haven't completely screwed the pooch in that episode yeah. has already <laughs> happened. <laughs> so you will have a great episode in store for you. It's really good. Yeah, so go listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So some of this is gonna is gonna kind of sound familiar and a lot of our stuff overlaps actually. You know, a lot of these mm-hmm. tactics that we use overlap. We say the same things every episode in some senses, but but we're gonna give you some tactics on how to accomplish more and less time. So so we're gonna go through four steps today, right? Ladies, we're gonna go through four steps on how to do this. Number one is the step of assessing your current responsibilities, right? And creating your not to-do list. Okay, so so what has to be done? Assess your current responsibilities, not to-do list. Number two, reviewing your goals and then putting those next to your calendar. Goals versus time. Goals versus time calendar. Number three, visit your budget and ask for help. And number four, say no, because we have all this clarity now. Say no and leverage out. And what we mean by leverage out is have other people or businesses or tech or something do things for you right? Mm -hmm. Things have to be done, but you don't have to be the one to do them. Love that. I love that. All right. So our first one is to assess what you're already doing, right? And then create your not-to-do list. So sometimes it's really helpful just to write down, first of all, all of your roles, right? Wife, mom, daughter, leader, friend, uh, teacher, speaker, chairman of the board. Business one, business two, business three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Investor. Yeah, all of the mm-hmm. things, right? Like, and honestly, sometimes you write that list down and it can look, it can be staggering. Mm-hmm. All the things that we do, you know, we're all operating. It has caused me many a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yes. So write all that down. And then at the same time, you know, I think everybody should do this and me included. You know, I'm, I'm looking for a, an executive assistant right now and I've kind of been without one for a while. And I, you know, hear myself say this over and over again. Hey, Wendy, you know, you need to get some of these things off your plate and yet I still haven't done it. But do what I call your not to do list, which is to just take a piece of paper, tape it to your desk or your, your refrigerator phone. or on your phone as a note and right at the top of it with your Sharpie, my not to-do list, right? They're, we're all so good at making to-do lists. Mm-hmm. We're so mm-hmm. good at it. Mm-hmm. 
And so then every time you're doing something where you don't want to do it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good, or you've maybe put it off one, two, three times. If you put something off three times, it's definitely got to go on your not to do Mm -hmm. list. Because you don't enjoy doing Uh, it. it, If it's something, it's either, yeah, you either don't enjoy doing it or you're not good at it. Mm -hmm. You're never going to get good at it. And that's okay. And then eventually you're going to have a list that can be a job description Mm -hmm. for someone, Mm -hmm. or in the case of some of you listeners, multiple people. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish Sarah was here because she just did this recently. We had a retreat and she hadn't revised her her role in her company yeah. for, gosh, three or four years. Mm-hmm. And her, her GCI has gone from... Five million to twenty million or whatever she's at now, which is which is is, is an astounding is. a testament to her work ethic, honestly, that she, that she can do that without changing her role. Uh, but because of her tribe, she knew we were going to give her a hard time about it. And so she literally was working on her job description <laughs> on the plane <laughs> on the way to the retreat, right? Mm-hmm. Because she knew she had to come up with her not to do list, and it was it was quite a powerful experience yeah. for her. And she's working very. Because once she sets her mind to something, she's, oh, man. she's working she's very, it. very hard yeah. at achieving yeah, it. Amazing. It's incredible. It's it's really incredible. The other thing that really has helped when we first started doing these exercises in creating the not-to-do list was to understand what your dollar per hour is. And if you haven't done that exercise before, we've talked about it in previous episodes, but if you haven't done it, it's it's very simple to figure it out. It's you take how much money you made in the last year or the last 12 months, and you divide that by what an average person works, um, which is about 2,000 hours a year. So you take the amount of money you made divided by 2,000, and that's going to give you what your dollar per hour is. And if all of a sudden you start making that list of all of the things, the roles you have, or the jobs that you have, or the responsibilities you have, and you start looking at that, and you start realizing that by doing those activities, you're actually like working below what your dollar per hour is, that helps you also understand what maybe should go on the not-to-do list too. Yeah. Yep. So true. So Seychelles, your goals, does your calendar reflect your goals? Thank you for that. You know, uh, this is a hard one, I think. When you have a big, hairy, audacious goal, you know, maybe it is to build massive passive income in the next 20 years, or maybe it's to triple your company in the next three to five years, or maybe it's just to work 50% less and make 50% more. Um, you know, whatever that goal looks like to you. Or maybe it's just to work 50% less. Yeah, maybe it's just to work 50% the same less and make the mm-hmm. same amount. You know, when you write that down and you go back and listen to our awesome GPS episode to help you create those goals in that 135, you know, one thing that we've talked about here a lot between the three of us kind of offline is getting clear around what success looks like for you and understanding what that vision is and understanding what feels like a win. And then you, what you want to do is you want to take that And you want to go compare that to what your daily calendar looks like. Because oftentimes we get real clear on what it is we want and we don't realize all the things we've committed to or all the things that we've said yes to or all the other things that are still on our plate that haven't gone off of it yet for us to be able to accomplish what we really want to achieve. And like I can give you a great example of that. Personally, like Quinn School opened this last year and I said, okay... For this year, we're going to help out a ton with the strategic planning board. And yeah, sure, I'll be PTO president and we'll do all these things that don't pay well because they're, you don't get paid except, you know, to make sure your daughter has a good school. But it takes a lot of time. And, you know, you start then realizing that you're spending 10 or 15 hours a week on this, right? And you start saying, okay, well, I've committed to this for the year. 
But that doesn't mean I have to commit to that for next school year. So I can start unwinding, you know, honoring my commitments, but start unwinding my commitments for the next school year to free up time to be able to focus on other priorities or a higher dollar per hour. Well, yeah. And, and let's, let's just go right to the calendar. If it is not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. And this yes. is where you're going to find your no list is going to be very clear, which is why Wendy very wisely says to tape this or put it on your iPhone mm-hmm. notes wherever you're working because you will determine very quickly how limited your time really is. When you back out of this and you go, okay, what are my most important items? For most of us, it's, you know, family. So like, what are my obligations with my family? You know, maybe it's dinner together every night. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I won't miss a soccer game or whatever it is. Any type of family time, vacations, friend time, you know, uh, doctor's visit, whatever it is, right? The very, very important, right? The very important priorities, those have to go in first, right? So it's like, you know, the big rock exercise we all know where... If you put in all the little small sand first, you won't fit everything in. But if you put the big rocks in the jar first and then you get smaller and smaller, it all fits in. So you will become very aware of your the limitations you have that time is finite when you actually put this side by side with your calendar. You know, you have got to block out the most important things. And that makes it a lot easier, guys to say no to things. And to, and it makes it very mm. visually clear, especially if you're into color coding, makes it very visually clear what you shouldn't spend time on, right? It makes it easier to say no if you can actually tie this to your calendar and visually stare at it, whether it's old school on paper, which I, I think is something you might want to consider, even though it sounds crazy, or even old school now, guys, is like using a computer, not a mobile mm-hmm. device. And mm-hmm. uh, to me, I still prefer to do my calendaring on a computer where I can color code. And sometimes I'll color code in retrospect. Sometimes I'll go back on a week to just do a, a visual on how I did spend my time to like put that's myself good. in check. good. Yes, that's good. I don't do it that's in real good. Time. That's good. One of the exercises that I always that I always do after the end of every year, and it, it may not be the year to do it, but I and it's painstaking. I actually go back and I look at how I spent my time. I review every single so day of every single week, mm. and I write down the things that were a big waste waste of my time. So I I did this a couple of years ago, and I spent a lot of time getting my employee relocation certification because I thought it was I thought it was important mm-hmm. for some reason and I realized well I spent all this time and energy on it and it really didn't result in anything so when it came up to renew it like a part of me could have said like oh I have to spend 45 hours to renew this because of the sunk time mm-hmm. right I've already I already sunk all that time so I want to keep going with it but then when I looked back I realized gosh that it just really didn't result in anything so mm-hmm. it was on my my list of things not to do. And then the calendar is so important. And this sounds really stupid, but for a long time, I used to do my 411 and I didn't have my calendar out with me. I would just have this list of things that I needed to accomplish Mm -hmm. every week. And then I wouldn't get half of them done sometimes. And I never really could figure it out. And so, you know, what Via is saying is just so, so important is your personal time is first. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's what goes on your calendar first. Wednesday night, date night. Okay, you look at my calendar and it says Wednesday night, date night at 6.30 from now until whenever my Google calendar ends. That's it. So do not call Wendy for a listing appointment on a Wednesday night. She won't go. No. No. Yeah, don't. I won't go, right? And And that's okay. And I've had hundreds of conversations with sellers, which has said, hey, I already have an appointment that night. Can we do it Thursday? Yep. Right? 
same thing with vacations, right? Mm -hmm. Vacations, vacations are planned at the end of the calendar year, whether you know where you're going to go or whether you're not going to go, you've put them on the calendar, right? And all the other things that are important, as soon as you get your kid's soccer game on the calendar, right? Yeah. uh, Schedule that goes on the calendar, right? So then when you're looking at your week with your 411, you're looking at your week and you're like, well, I can't do it then. I have a soccer game. Mm-hmm. I think what happens so often and the reason we feel so stressed is, is we haven't done that calendaring, which is boring, right? And if you've mm-hmm. got an assistant, they can help you out. It's super boring. And then what happens is we're scrambling. Yeah. We're scrambling, we're scrambling, we're scrambling. We're stressed out. We've got this, we've got that. We've got to try to make everything fit. And I, and I do it too. Like I try to squeeze as much in as possible. Sometimes I'll squeeze things in in like a 30-minute slot, which which is okay, right? But at the end of the day, most of those things can just roll mm-hmm. over until until next week, mm-hmm. you know? When I That's like, this part is so important. And I think this took me probably five years to really figure out. There's still part of it I am feeling forward on. Like, you know, I think we all have a little bit of ourselves that are feeling forward. But like, this has been so huge just in my personal and professional growth to get exactly what Wendy and Via were talking about down. The other thing that's helped me too, where Nick is highly visual. And so we have the monthly calendar up on the fridge where he can see what's coming up in the upcoming weeks too. And like a great example of that is we're up in Michigan where I'm working up here this summer. And we were only looking at the calendar one week at a time. And all of a sudden when we started writing our weeks out in a month, we realized that in a matter of like six or seven weeks, we have had five different groups through with like only three days off of non-overlapping company. But because we were only booking it out one week at a time, we weren't thinking logistically through like, ooh, that is going to be five sets of sheet changes, five sets of meal planning, five sets of all these things that like we just got done with that wrap and like ended up canceling company coming this next week because it was just too much. You know, we needed a break. But if we had looked at that a little bit more holistically of a whole month at a time, it would have probably saved us a little bit of stress. And that's why, you know, Via is, Via is saying, and Gary is a huge advocate of the paper mm-hmm, calendar, mm-hmm. which is you can open up your month and you literally you look at all it. your month and yeah. you only have your most important things on there. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to Italy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Because it can happen where you're like, oh, that sure, that weekend's yeah. free. The weekend after is free, mm-hmm. right? But then yeah. all of a sudden, you're, you've got two months that are full. And you guys, we're coming off uh, a time where we're all excited to jump back in, see people. I mean, I know I'm there. I had a happy hour last night. It was so fun. And at the same time, you know, be cognizant of your time. Understand your energy, right? Mm -hmm. Don't go out and just load your calendar up again, just Mm -hmm. because you can. Amen. Love that. And that did remind me um, to get super techy geeky. If Mm -hmm. if you use Google Calendar, I don't know about Outlook, but if you use Google Calendar, I do this. You can have a vacation calendar, uh, whatever. You can kind of overlay them and you can view them that way. You can view them kind of separately. The other thing I wanted to add, Wendy, you you reminded me of something. And it was like five years ago that I heard this. I think it was from Brian Gubernick. And you reminded me, when you put this clarity up front and, and you're really clear about like what your priorities are and what has to be done, I think it was Brian. He said he thinks in terms of 15-minute increments. And whenever he has 15 minutes, he now knows mm. what to do because he mm. has the clarity of how to fill it. And he thinks and he's trained his brain to think in terms of 15-minute chunks of activities like, you know, and I started to do that over the last few years. Like what I do is I plan my drives. 
do I want A, do I want nothing? Do I want white space? And by the way, that is a, an option I choose a lot. I don't want any mm. music. I don't want any spoken word, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do I have important calls I need to make? That's probably my second most popular option. You know, It's very rare that these days that I'm actually listening to a podcast. I hate to say it. Or it's planned. That would be my third option. But it's very planned that way. Because I think now in terms of 15-minute increments, like in the car or you know when I'm waiting for things. So I just thought I'd pepper that in. Thank you. Anyway, I know good. we need to get to budget. Yeah. Well, I love, yeah, I love awesome. that. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our next thing is really to think about how we can do more with less in terms of our budget. So I know when I first thought about hiring help, it, it definitely feels weird for, to, to pay someone mm-hmm. for something that I could actually do myself. You know, we're, as entrepreneurs, we're all pretty capable. Yeah. You know, we, we have worn all the hats in our businesses typically. But when I started to look at my dollar per hour and really focus on my priorities, which at the time, when I started my real estate business, I had two kids. They were three and five years old. And my husband was a, was a busy executive. And when I looked at where I wanted to spend my time, that's when I really started to master... And I'm not a master of it, but that's when you I started to study, you're, to study you're leverage. You're far along in the well, pursuit. You're very far along I think in you're the probably pursuit. considered a master. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's nice. Thank you. Leverage master. So, <laughs> I, I like this title. I know. It's making me kind of, it's making me puff up a little bit. Just sit a little taller. Um, yeah. So, did you like my sexy uh, whisper, by the way? I was good. I was really good. I always Leverage do. master. Yeah. Okay. I think that deserves um, yes. one of these. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I really did deserve Thank that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we just discovered some little things. We're these so little, high tech. These little, we have sound these effects. These little things. Yes. <laughs> we we just discovered that when Via went to get a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. Seychelle and I discovered we that. We were really coming. excited to use that. So you are I, welcome, I'm listeners. I'm floored yeah. right now, actually, because I was getting coffee. I did not know about that. So <laughs> yep, now you know. I'm always the one that brings us off track, I've noticed. We need to... Sorry. Okay. Back uh, to the No, budget. I think I do We're sometimes, good. too. Yeah. I think Seychelle's the... the well, the, the the best whipper. Maybe someday a whippersnapper. They can get a whippersnapper. No, and like they'll a, know why. You're cracking the whip. Oh, sometimes. Okay, yeah. so 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 budget, guys. The key isn't to go over your budget. We want to just start looking at some life hacks to get help on a budget, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So a good place for example, some good examples of this would be, you know, to to get help with carpool, to get mm-hmm. help with a dog walker, to get help with you know, if you want, if you don't like to plan your own travel, get a get a travel mm-hmm. agent, meal get prep, a, get a yeah. get a bookkeeper, mm-hmm. get a someone to do your meal prep for you. You can get someone to. I can remember someone told me that they they hired someone just to drive their kids to all their sporting activities. Yep. You know, they had three kids between the ages of twelve and fifteen. Right, nobody mm-hmm. could drive yet, and honestly, that can be a full time job. Yeah. And you know, just hiring a college student to drive your kids around can be massive. Mm-hmm. So really think about some of those ways that you can do more with less time. And 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 honestly, that's you know, if you've got three kids in the back of your car, there that's not quality time with right. them necessarily, mm-hmm. right? And you're probably talking to clients or whatever you're doing in the car anyway. So just for your peace of mind, leverage that out and you'll probably be a lot more effective. Well, yeah. And, and you know, we talked about budget just now and just kind of figuring out what your dollar per hour is and kind of coming to peace with some of this. Let's talk about 
who we should leverage some of it out Mm -hmm. to. And it kind of ties into that, Wendy, a little bit because Mm -hmm. here's a real life example that happened yesterday. I got a super fun text from hubby that was to our family group text that my assistant was mirroring my screen and it popped up. She's like, whoa, he's a little upset. He was. The dogs had had a little accident and you know, mm-hmm. my husband kind of hit his limit with that. And he's like, mm-hmm. family meeting about the dogs, right? Because we just, are, you know, we're trying to drag the kids to, to walk the dogs. We're too busy. It's like a whole thing. So I was driving home, you know, preparing for the what was waiting me at home. And I'm like, all right, you know, I can get on, you know, there's a lot of apps. I can, I can hire a dog walker. And then I started thinking, well, okay, it's probably fair that this isn't in the scope of their regular chores, right? That's kind of, It's my dog. I, I'm the one that brought the dogs in, like whatever. So that is a good, a good example. <laughs> I can't help but you're now the thinking one that, about that. You're the one. Let the Should we do a whole episode out? on the dogs? Ooh. We should do a whole episode on 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 my puppies, the pandemic puppies. Two dogs in a year, yeah, that's a long story. But how to take two dogs and turn it into five? (laughs) Well, that's it's that's different. That's a different kind of that's a different topic. But I do have YouTube. I do need to publish it to YouTube. I whelped three puppies. People, I got a quarantine puppy. You did, and my quarantine puppy got pregnant (laughs) at at six months. With three puppies. That's that's a whole new episode. However, here's what I'm my point is how to distinguish who. Like I could hire someone outside and then I thought, okay, this is a time I'll pay my kids. I don't always pay my kids. Like they don't get paid to put the dishes away. They don't get paid to do their chores. They're gonna get paid for this. So I sat down last night and I said, kids, I'm about to pay a dog walker. Do you wanna make some money? Yeah. I'm like, okay, then let me research how much it is I would pay and I'm going to give you an offer basically Mm -hmm. and we're going to see. So the only reason I share that is that like that's how I distinguish, you know, am I going to pay the kids to do something or am I going to hire out? If they were like, no, it's not worth any amount of money, you guys, I would have, you know, I would have hired it. As it happens, they want to make the money. Yeah, well, don't tell Gus how much you're paying your son because Gus only gets paid $2 a day. $1. A day? Well, well, each time, each time you take them out. I'm, if oh, you okay. watch me on okay. YouTube, I just said yeah. no. I mouth no, yeah. but I just didn't want Gus to hear that. So, <laughs> well, Gus doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, so either do my One day so he might. Yeah. He's going to be like, I got ripped yeah. off. It'll be this episode. In will Murphy's too. Law. This is the one <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that is the story of my life. <laughs> he would listen to that one. You know, I think I the know. other the other thing too that I personally have struggled with some on this is like just the straight up asking for help. I feel like I always am the one that offers to help other people, but I have trouble accepting mm-hmm. help. And so on the leverage piece, like getting over my, I don't know if it's pride or ego or what it is. It's probably some of both, but just not being too proud to be like, I need help with this, like friends or family. Can mm-hmm. you help me with this? I struggle with that a lot. Um, I, think yeah. I think I just grew up very independent. Yeah, I'm just used um, to doing it. I struggle with it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually a big aha. One episode, we talked about your love language. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your love language is the thing that you actually need the most help with. Right? So my love language is acts of service. Me too. Same um, here. Which is is basically help. Yeah, and it's it's the it's the thing that you're most afraid to ask for Mm -hmm. is help. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Well, yeah, that's why it's our love language. That would be if you actually, if you read that book, true acts of service, uh, the true definition is unasked. It's, right. it's, it's unasked. doing it. It's doing it without being it's asked. Not, yep. Can you go get me the coffee? It's it's unprompted. It someone up. brings it's you a cup of coffee. It shows up through the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That is fair. I love that. So, you know, the point is, the point with this is, is that calendars and budget have to come into consideration here, right? That, That is part of the equation. We understand that. Do the numbers, map it out, figure out who is going to do all the work. Sometimes you're going to pay. Sometimes it can be kids. Sometimes it's going to be paid kids. Sometimes it can be, you know, a mother. A mommy's Wendy, helper. I think you imply or, a mother. Mm-hmm. Don't you employ a mom? Uh, no. I don't know why I thought that. Someone, I don't remember who it is, employs a mom. I mean, I've got some on my real estate team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean my, my, my mom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, she she drives. Yeah, she drives my kids. Yeah, yeah that's what totally. I thought. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I was confused. That's I was okay. thinking like neighborhood. Mom I couldn't or remember something. if it was mother-in-law yeah, no. or your mom. No, that's she why she is she is actually yeah. She's yeah. a great help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you would have paid someone to do it, and you're like, might mm-hmm. as well pay you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So that, yeah. that you make these decisions on who just based on that kind of a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I would argue, you know, it doesn't matter who who cooks the meal, really, as long as it's healthy, you know, you just make decisions based on, you know, are you going to pay for food prep or not? And if you are, Mm -hmm. you know, you just make the best decisions. So each one of these um, can actually be put on a GPS, by the way, you know, figuring these out can be action items in themselves and then making a decision and dating the decision. You don't have to marry it, you know, Um, saying I'm going to try, you know, this one company for food prep for a month. And if the family doesn't like it, we're going to go on to the next. You don't have to be, you know, married to any of them. I I love this. And honestly, guys, we all need to hear this all the time. You know, I know we talk about leverage all the time. And the only way you're going to grow a big business and a big life is to to get get over this, to get over the hump here. You know, I mean, if you feel like you've got to control and keep your fingers in everything, you're never going to get the life that you want. You're Mm -hmm. just not. You're just going to be, you're going to be stuck doing all the things all the time. And if you think that you are the best person to do all those things, that's just hubris. Mm That's right. Mm-hmm. I, there's no other way to put mm-hmm. it. It's just hubris. You've got your 20%. You've got the things that, you know, God put everybody on this planet for a reason. And if you don't know what they are, it's your job to figure it out. And once you figure it out, it's it's to, it's to run towards that 20%. And you give that. the 80% to others in your life so that they have the opportunity to do the same. That's right. And if you have the skills and the ability to make money and grow a business, you should absolutely do that. And you should keep running toward that mm-hmm. uh, to continue to give opportunity to others because there's not enough good leadership in the world. There's not enough good businesses. There's not enough great great cultures, right? And so you you guys owe it to the world to con- continue to do that. Wendy, you're so. on fire today. Ooh, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't awesome. know what it is. I love it. Well, yeah, y'all, thank What's you up? for this. I mean, I think, you know, today our goal was to give you a really good framework for how to do more in less time. And so, you know, we encourage you to go out and create your not-to-do list, right? Get clear about what your dollar per hour is and what serves you and what doesn't and create opportunity for others. And then match that up to your calendar. Make sure your priorities are on the calendar and that the things that are the most important are on there and that your time is valued. Then go figure out your budget or your hacks, right? Or your tech that are going to help you leverage that. And then go say no and find the people that want to say yes to those opportunities. So, you know, you guys, this is this is a hard one. We're probably going to visit this one again in the future because this is one of the hardest things to do. So we encourage you to go out there and build that big business and more importantly, chase towards building that even bigger life. Thanks for joining us today, guys. And uh, please leave us a great review or rating if you liked this episode today. Bye. Bye, Share it with your friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. 
If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.